You can never be too thin, too pretty, too rich, or have too much hard drive space. Mm -hmm. I think that's how it goes, right? Preach. Welcome, episode 163. This is your host uh, with the most on the IO panel for September 15th. How you guys doing? Um, it's me, James. I'm doing very well. I bungled the opening <laughs> yet again. Yeah. Uh, uh, doing this... It's, uh, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, doing this once, uh, once a month is not enough repetition for me to ever get it right. So here we are. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah, good times. So, how, how are you guys right. doing, man? Mike, how you doing? I've been better, James. I know, Mike. 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 Mike and I had better. a hard charging evening of of uh, frolicking at sapphires. Mm-hmm. Make memories. We smoked a few bally highs. Acquired from a very skinny blonde girl. That is very, a very clo- a cloven cigarette. Now legal in the state of Maryland. Really? Yeah, you can pay them up seven eleven. So when did this uh, legislation take place? Mike, you know they're not cigarettes. Ah, they're so, cigars. What? They're good time sticks, kids. Good time sticks. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they get around it. Really? Mm-hmm. I wonder. So were, was that always the case? Do you know, or have they recently been reclassified or changed? significantly enough to be classified as cigars. No, they changed it slightly. Okay. Because something that I've known from watching old British television shows, QI, I talk about it often, is that back in the day, the laws for tobacco companies were changing and, and the govies were increasing the taxes on little cigars. Like... Like what you like a black and mild or cheroots, 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 cheroots. I don't know what that is, but I like the word. It's like so, a little cigar. Okay. Is that a thing in Linux where you isolate a process? All right, Mister Full Time. That's something else. When you look like a fancy smoking boy. Yes. Um. So what tobacco? Big Tobacco did was pump up their product with. Some cat litter, because it burned consistently, had no like nasty odor. It was just a, a basically a cheap filler material, and they made the big cigars to evade taxes. So this might be like a similar, <laughs> similar situation. Hopefully, there's no kitty litter in it. Well, Jesus Christ! It's okay. Look, if you're there's much worse stuff in that thing than kitty litter for you. Okay, I wouldn't worry about the kitty litter. Mm, fair yeah, enough. It's true. Have you noticed a significant change in the in the taste or smell of the product since this happened? Like something's different. No. Okay. But, you know, I'd have to have one of the old ones which doesn't exist anymore. S- smoke that, then smoke a new one and see what, you know. Right. 
All right, since Mike is off his game, let me fact check myself. Like you weren't um, Wikipediaing this the whole time. What are you doing? Yeah, Mike is Mike. What does this Mike's show like, turned into? Let me just let me just mic myself. A cheroot is actually a filterless cigar, so it's I guess a type of cigar, but Dude. it's not a uh, Bally High. Are any cigars filtered? I guess maybe they are. If a cheroot is a filterless one, I guess it must be a fil- uh, a regular a one that isn't filtered. Do you remember Ron Middleton, James, the guy, the the date manager who used to like yell at everyone, but he was kind of cool at CSC. Short black guy. No. Oh, no. Tall. Kenneth, say. the male guy with the heart of gold, the <laughs> badass male color with the heart of gold. Pepe Sylvia, there's no Pepe Sylvia. No, but he used to smoke Swisher sweets, hmm. and yeah. that that's what I thought of. When you were talking about like tiny filterless cigars, Swisher sweets, Swisher Swisher seats. Uh, all right. So you guys made so, some memories. You make any new friends? Um, need some new I enemies. Think, no I'm kidding. No, <laughs> I think we've I think we've maxed out the Sapphire's friend pool, man. I I feel like my friend quotient has boosted this summer. I've met a lot of the Sapphire's regulars that I had not bothered to learn their name. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had not bothered to learn mine. We've been introduced like 17 times by Michael or someone else, and I just never bothered to learn her name. And now this summer, I'm like, hey, what's up, man? Hey, what's up? What's up, James? What's mm-hmm. up, Brown Bear? Whatever. You know? So that's good. I, I mean, so Sapphire is definitely... I'm, I'm having more people to talk to, which is nice. You know? It's good. Is the outside... Is the patio bar still a thing and open? Oh, God. Yes. Okay. I just got like a mouthful of straight ginger powder. <laughs> and spoon. Yeah. No, no, the spoon I accidentally dropped inside the coffee, inside oh, okay. the carafe. <laughs> it was upside down with the, the, the spoon thing up. Here, yeah. as you can hear, inside the... There you go. Um, yeah, but now it's uh, I'm out of coffee, so out of tea. Anyway, but yeah, so, yeah, Sapphire was fun, uh, but we got Bally Highs from some girls. We had some Bally Highs and some drinks with the with the homies. Mm-hmm. Get her number? A, no, she was a mess. Any smoking hot dudes? Yeah. Uh, a gay guy uh, mm. approached me. Oh. And he he uh he said he said if he said if you were to be interested, I would be willing to offer services. <laughs> I, <laughs> he's like, I'm the top. I was like, ah, nah, I'm good, B. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, just to clarify, I am the top. Mm-hmm. He's like, hmm. I was like, cool, mm-hmm. cool. <laughs> oh, it's great. Yeah, but now it's good times. Glad um, you had fun. I believe yeah. was there a band performing? There was uh, a friend of ours, girlfriend, a friend of ours, boyfriend. His band played, and they were quite good. Michael got to see the whole thing. I only saw snippets. Michael, you enjoyed it. Uh yeah, and I didn't see the whole thing. I saw the second set. I second heard the set. second set was the the best set. That's what Danny himself was saying. That's what he calls. That's his stage name, Danny himself. <laughs> um, that, he says, uh, <laughs> "Michael's like okay, man." <laughs> yeah, that's what Danny. That's what Danny said. He said it was. Uh, he said, "Oh, the second set was our best set for sure." Um, which makes sense. I mean, this is their first gig as the kids call it and they were uh i guess they you know they warmed up they got their first set going under them and they're like okay they did their second set but uh yeah they were good 
Is it uh, original music or covers? No, it's all covers. It's all covers. They pay the appropriate uh, licensing and the fees for that. Seriously, to the to the MPAA or NCAA or uh, yep, the uh, yeah, the the NAACP, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) NRA, whoever. Yeah, I was there as a representative from the NAACP. (laughs) We're all good. We're all in the clear. (laughs) Excellent. It's like you signed some papers. You don't know what they said, but you signed them. Good to go. Yeah, this is a pretty. uh, This is a good time, though. This is a good time. So anyway, Michael is quite tired. He looks quite. Uh, I don't know. Use the D word. Douched. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought you could say disheveled. Oh, disheveled. Yeah, but, that is the word. He looks quite disheveled, that's... more and more puffy than usual. So you know, that's all right. He's our Michael. We love you, Michael. Can anyone <laughs> spell disheveled? I cannot. I can, I can imagine it in my mind, but I'm not going to try to spell it because I'm 41 <laughs> and I don't give a fuck about spelling. <laughs> uh, uh, so, anything else, Mike? Oh, we went to we had went to Steakhouse yesterday. It's pretty good. Which one? Uh, Roadhouse, Texas Roadhouse. Okay. Yeah, that was pretty good. We went with a uh, uh, young T dog. And now, had a, it is is Texas Roadhouse like a legitimately good steakhouse or more of like a joke steakhouse? I would say it's somewhere in between. Okay, I mean you gotta you gotta remember you're going into a place where their whole gimmick in the '80s and '90s was like peanut shells on the floor, which Michael said is still their thing. I didn't think it was, but I guess it is still their thing because when we went there before, it was their thing. And there's like they're like if you come on Tuesdays and T- Teresa told me this she's like when we were leaving she went to the bathroom and came back and she was like walking you know, and Teresa's tiny like she's like four foot nothing you know what I mean and she's like she's like you know walking like a tiny person through the place <laughs> and she's like oh I want to come back on Kids Day on Tuesdays when Arnie the armadillo is gonna be here <laughs> well, I was like what the fuck and I turned around and there's this picture of a fucking fat ass armadillo with a black mask on and I was like no <laughs> I was like why is this a thing <laughs> like I had a serious stake here and here's Arnie the Arnie the armadillo I was like oh god <sighs> so yeah I mean it, <laughs> you gotta you gotta take it how you can is it a joke. Is it a steakhouse? You know, it ain't Ruth's Chris, but it's right. not, you know, fucking Chuck E. Cheese either. You know, I don't know. I was going to say a little bit of Chuck E. Cheese, a little bit of Hooters, a little bit of steakhouse. Yeah. what Michael, what they have, they have this thing called the cactus, cactus blossom. What do you think a cactus blossom is, Evan? Is it a blooming onion? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is a fucking total knockoff of a blooming onion. <laughs> yep. A total ripoff of a blooming onion. Yeah. Uh, but then they have like you get the bread and they have this really, really great fresh baked bread, and it comes with cinnamon butter, which is pretty phenomenal. It's weird, but it's mm-hmm. good, you know, pretty interesting. Um, and then they have uh, what do we get, Michael? That had the oh, we got the fried pickles, dude, killer horseradish sauce, so good, nice. It was like a horseradish, and what do you think, Michael? Horseradish ketchup, maybe mayo or something. It was so fucking good. I don't know, but it was good. It was a fucking. It was creamy, not chunky. Real blended. It's a nice sauce. Um, it was like spicy Thousand Island, but creamy. I wouldn't even say that. I mean, it was. 
maybe, maybe, I guess, could be. You know, I don't know. But it was, it had just enough, it was like just, it was like a tartar saucy, mm. almost, but not that red, not that runny, and not that tartary. But you get the, <laughs> sorry, not tartar sauce, cocktail sauce. Okay. It had the cocktail, tartar sauce, it's fucking weird. Um, <laughs> it had the same, like, uh, kind of horseradish energy of a cocktail sauce, but not the red, red, runny. It was more like a creamy, like 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 Thousand Island or French dressing, like that color. Hmm. You know, it was pretty good. I, I enjoyed it, man. I thought it was nice. I was trying to find more things to put it on, honestly. And the steak was good. Michael got his steak loaded with the error thing on it. <laughs> the lady's like, "What would you like on it?" Michael's like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> She's like, well, we have mushrooms, onions, gravy, or jack cheese. Michael's like, yes. Yep. She's like, you want to go with the jack as well? Michael's like, jack? What's that? She's like, it's cheese. And Teresa's face is like, you don't know what Monterey Jack's cheese is? And Michael's face is like, I don't know. Yes, I'd like that, though. <laughs> and so they bring back this fucking thing. It's like, Bleh! you know, Mike and I got the same steak. Mike's steak is like, woof. <laughs> Overflowing and it looked fucking great. Delicious, it was madness. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. I I thought it was a good steak. Michael, did you like your steak? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, Michael got the brownie uh, Sunday. Mm. Like a thick boy, he had a, he enjoyed his uh, creamy ice cream brownie goodness. This is one of Michael's. Anybody who listens to the show, um, I'll tell you a secret about Michael. That's like his one thing. You know, actually, it's two things, three things: meatloaf, oh, liver and onions. Mm-hmm. And a brownie Sunday, and then you got this boy in heaven, like that's his fucking shit. That's his jam right there. Future ladies, you want to get him every anniversary? That's how you get him right there. And a six pack of Bud Light Lime. Yeah, that'll do it. You're in. You're in. Right. You're in there like swimwear. Um, since you brought up cheeses, I took a trip to the Asian slash international market this week, mm-hmm. and bought a pack of cheese just because it was funny. How it was labeled. So this is deli sliced Munster cheese, but all the labels said Master Cheese. So I bought a pack. Oh god, Master Cheese. That's funny. Like the Master Shake of cheeses. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like Master dickhead. Shake, but not. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um. Well, so good. yeah, pretty exciting time. Now, what about uh, what about you, Evan? What'd you get into? Um, I've been alone for almost a week, which has been nice. My roommate's on vacation. So I took the opportunity to ruin the kitchen several times over with cooking experiments and whatnot. So I just been broke out the sous vide machine, the rice cooker, the, uh, toaster oven, all kinds of stuff. Made some Indian, made some steaks, made some rice. Which sous vide did you get? I have the... I think I have the Monoprice one. I've had it for about a year. Oh. Um, I think it's 800 watts. It was like 70 bucks or 65 bucks, and then I bought the like the Rubbermaid bin and a silicone, like a flexible lid. So, yeah, I like it. I do traditionally, or I tend to follow the sous vide everything 135 degrees salt, pepper, garlic powder on a steak and cook it for usually an hour and a half, maybe two hours if it's like thicker. And then crust it up in the pan a little bit with some butter. Now I noticed a little bit of cringe on your face, James. 
Yeah, I'm looking at Michael. Oh, he looks he looks ready. <laughs> oh, I, th- I thought you were dissatisfied with my uh, my time under tension cooking my sous vide. No, I'm looking at Michael's face. He looks he looks like he's uh he looks like his stomach is flipping right now. <laughs> like he's like last night's uh, time at the bar has got him going, man. You all right, buddy? I've been better. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Evan. I was listening to you, Evan, but I just was okay. like, Michael's face was just like, oh. No, that's fine. Like, <laughs> I even took the time to go to Trader Joe's and get a couple of my favorite things. They do have delicious, like, steak bits with uh, rosemary, uh, like, like vinaigrette. Yeah. So good. You just put that, well, I put it in a pan. Uh, oh, that's a pan. Heat up for, like, ten minutes on medium Maybe medium low because the pan stays pretty hot. Put it in there, five minutes ish per side. Then most of the liquid evaporates and actually forms like a nice glaze on the uh, on the beef. And I made that actually for breakfast this morning with some cauliflower rice. Mm. After I deglazed the pan, so the cauliflower rice soaked up some of the the goodies and nice. some peppers and onions. That sounds great. Yep. And then I still I still have my master cheese. And I uh, got some garlic naan, which was pretty good. I put some ghee on it after toasting in the toaster oven. It's a good move. Butter it up, you know. Garlic, garlic naan. That's the path. That's the path. Path to enlightenment. Yeah, man, that's <laughs> fucking great, dude. That's yeah, so so great. That's a great, wonderful move, man. It was. I, I'm oh. I'm happy. I took the plunge. I feel like that's like if I lived like on a mountainside somewhere, just anywhere in this country, on a mountainside on a little bit, a little piece of property, I'd have like a clay kiln or whatever, and just like like I'm in here making naan, you know, yep. just packing it on the walls <laughs> the inside, you know, <laughs> making naan, doing all kinds of weird shit. I'd have a weird pizza oven outside. Oh man, Jesus, let's get some money, dude. The fantasy Fuck. about doing that stuff is so great. Like I, I'm all about the idea of a homestead, but fuck, it's so much work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what I think is exciting about that idea is like you, uh, you always have something to do. Yeah, keeps you busy, and, keeps you fit. Yeah, and the thing is, I think the difference between home doing the homestead shit is like you're doing something for your personal, your own personal betterment. Right. You know, it's not like you're like getting up every day, going to work and you're doing something for a company or for the government where you don't see the end of it. And it's like there's no personal like like I've succeeded. I won. I've done something. Right. Like you know personal what I mean? pride. Yeah. Also, if you uh, if you fuck up on your homestead, you kind of you might die. Yeah. Yeah. So you see. So see, so I think you're you're more invested, you know, for sure. You're more invested. And I mean, you you fucking get that kiln. I mean, yeah, look, you're not gonna have anybody out there. Nobody's gonna come see you. But that one time a year when you get like one or two of your friends to come out and spend a week or something, just kicking it on your homestead, drinking beers and having fun, while you get up at six a.m. and they sleep in, and you're feeding your goats and milking your cats or whatever you do. Mm-hmm. You know, you're fucking <laughs> not milking cats, but you know, you go like out milking there milking your cats. It's a niche yeah. market, man. It's, yeah, it's artisanal. Yeah, <laughs> artisanal. cat milk. Cat milk. Yep. <laughs> so this is bobcat milk. <laughs> 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 
it's like all yeah. the the every every label is uh is unique because instead of like your logo it just has whatever remnants of blood that was dripping down your arms after harvesting yeah. the milk yeah it's like oh, this takes a lot out of me every time uh. <laughs> you know there's but there you know back to what we were saying you know i think there's something to be said about the whole thing i just i think that like that that's the reward in itself right you have your friends come over and you know you sit there and you enjoy your you know your the fruits of your labor you know mm-hmm. it's definitely something to that man you know I'll, like I, i'm gonna stick to what i've been saying all i need is good internet all i need is good internet and i'm gone mm-hmm. you know just internet and also i need obviously a way to make money in the middle of nowhere you know well only to pay for your internet though right yeah just not to pay for my internet you know um and that'd be it you know maybe i'd maybe i'd start a school for wayward 20 year old girls who want a place to come for the summer you know, I don't know. Maybe you know, there's something to be said about wayward twenties and, and getting girls. in touch with nature. Yeah, in touch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And bobcats. Um, and bobcats. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a fly on the wall in that fucking milking <laughs> chamber, man. Just <laughs> that bobcat's face. Like, <laughs> 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 fucking great. Um. Yeah, anyway. So, all right. Uh, what else? <coughs> Anything else going on? Oh, I want to say this. So, uh, um, what's-his-name showed us a beer company in Columbus, Ohio, that made this 68%... Uh, was it 68% beer, Michael? I thought it was in fucking UK or something. I thought it was in Columbus, Ohio. Maybe it was in the UK. I'm going to look it up really quick. The thing is, they went to, to the they went to places outside. They went outside the brewery and found a uh, and found road killed like squirrels. Gross. And got them taxidermied, and then put the beer bottles inside of them. So you'd buy the beer bottle with this 68% ABV uh, beer, and it was inside a squirrel's carcass. The oh. bottle was inside the squirrel, and it would come out the squirrel's mouth <laughs> like that. Uh, I gotta find gross, find uh... dude. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. And then they dress the they dress the squirrels up as like uh, in like tuxedos and stuff. <laughs> well, that's kind of funny, dude. It's hilarious. What are you doing in a tuxedo, dumb squirrel? So that. Gets me wondering, where's the cutoff between beer and, well, liquor with those percentages? Like, is it the brewing method? Is the ingredients used? Like, do they just brew a normal beer and then pour in grain alcohol? Be like, it's beer. Here it is. Well, no, it's, it's t- oh, it costs $20,000. I didn't realize how much it costs. What? That's crazy. I heard the twenty like, and was like, "Okay, that's kind of reasonable," but not the thousands. Looks, get out looks of like here. two different beers were conflated here. Are they? So there's the dead squirrel filled with fifty-five percent alcohol beer. Yeah, I just that's one I found. So that's by a Scottish brewery called Brew Dog, and the beer is called End of History. Then there's another beer by a Scottish brewery. 
called Brewmeister. And that one, which is 68%, or 67.5%, excuse me, is called Snake Venom. Yeah, in I'm case still... you, in case there there other beer that's sixty five percent, Armageddon isn't good enough for you. Yeah, how is this not just liquor at that point? <laughs> uh, I guess it's fizzy. I guess carbonated that's the bar. liquor. <laughs> yeah, is it fizzy? Oh, it's then it's beer. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, so James found the same yeah, Vice the article, article I did, yeah. and then here's the other one I'm talking about. Hmm. Okay. Jesus. I I do... I'm sure this is, like, a technicality, which we're all a fan of technicalities. But I'm curious how. So, I'll look into it later. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about this last night, and I was like, how would you even drink this? Like, what's, what's the etiquette? I'll have a thimble, please. Like, like, mm. like th- that's a lot of fucking alcohol. Yeah. You know, like. Is it just, I mean, 67.5% or whatever, um, 12 ounce bottle? Is that what a beer bottle is? Yeah, I think so. That's a lot. It's a third of a, it's a third of a fifth. Yeah. Don't check my ounce. math. It's a lot. Definitely a lot. All right, well, if you you make that good uh that good money, 20 grand, set it aside. I mean, I think this is a case of like, hey, let's just make our own beer. Yeah. Let's just make our own ridiculous ABV beer. Well, we talked about that. You make it with pumpkin and you were like, "No, nah, I'm not doing that cuz you wait like 3 months and then it's disgusting and you're just disappointed." That's why you do it. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm just gonna buy like Bud Light Lime and grain alcohol and put in a bucket for three months and be like, I made it. And then, go. and then, like, instructions unclear. I'll just pour it inside, like, poison a squirrel with it and oh, then pour and pour geez. more, like, in the squirrel and you drink it out of their carcass. There's no bottle. Yikes. You gotta commit. Oh, Jesus. Gotta lock in. Ugh. Um. Yeah. So, well, I'll put this in the. Uh, I'll put this link in there. It's on Vice in the Munchies section, which is like the place where you can find all your action Bronson shit, which I love. Mm-hmm. They just reminded me of the article with him down at the bottom. I gotta fi- follow. You up got me his one of his cookbooks too. I fat, think. lovable self. Yeah, I did. Fuck, that's delicious. Yeah. He doesn't do that show anymore, but I wish he did. He does a show now where he sits in front of a green screen. By the way, look. This is all the reasons that friends should all live together or live in the same area where they can convene because he has like they go to a room, they go to a studio somewhere and they all sit in this room with couches and chairs with a green screen behind them smoking weed and drinking and then they watch something like they watch ancient aliens or something and then they just like green screen shit behind him on the fly to go along with what he's saying and it's fucking hilarious mm-hmm. man it's so funny um do you ever watch on twitch the uncle joe show uh is that with or the this? spanish guy i don't think so i think it's like three 
three to four just weird white guys. Like if if we made a video podcast with green screens and couches and really shitty effects, it's like that. <laughs> I'll put a link in, in the extra yeah, section if you want to check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Put a link in. All right. Well, uh, you guys want to jump in? Sure. I got the first article here. You guys are probably familiar with the Ig Nobel Prizes. Yes. The the stinkers. I think Michael brought this to us like a year ago, a couple years ago, or maybe you did. Well, uh, that's possible. The 2019 winners have been announced. So for anyone who does not know, the Ig Nobel Prizes honor achievements that make people laugh and then think. (laughs) And much like the Nobel Prizes, but ignorant, it's just like... Actual scientific research that was done on really dumb shit for whatever reason. So, a couple of the winners. Um, the medicine prize went to, I'm going to assume, a gentleman named Silvano Gallus for collecting evidence that pizza might protect against illness and death if the pizza is made and eaten in Italy. There are several references for his studies. Um... Let's see, the biology prize goes to a bunch of people, who I cannot pronounce their names, from Singapore, China, Germany, Australia, Poland, U.S., Bulgaria, for discovering that dead magnetized cockroaches behave differently than living magnetized cockroaches. This is a published (laughs) study. I love this because it points points a fucking lens on how ridiculous the studying, the study system is. Yes. Um, the engineering prize goes to an Iranian, um, presumably man, because women can't do science in Iran, for inventing a diaper-changing machine for use on human infants. Now, in the reference, if you click on, uh, it links you to a patent, and to me, it just looks like an oven. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> don't does. put kids in an oven. It does look like an oven. My God. This it is, looks uh, just like a that's another. Oven. That's another story altogether. Oh my God! It looks like an oven, or the, or the devil's three D printer. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ! Yeah, it looks like it's based on a three D printer. Oh my God! It it's has a clamp, a- Michael. It has a clamp. It has like a fucking like, the clamps. Clamp, 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 clamp. It has a thing inside. Mm-mm. Jesus Christ! Mike does not approve, and for good reason. Um, Yikes! There's there's one more um, prize for anatomy. It goes to. Uh, a pair of French folk for measuring the scrotal temperature asymmetry in naked and clothed postmen in France. So how about that? Science. That's mm. now here's here's. Didn't we read something about that already? It's an older study, but the there were just awarded this year. So I mean, it's entirely possible at some point in the past. But did you see the physics one? The physics one. Uh, How do wombats make cubed poo? Yes. Now, that is very interesting. And I have not read the study, but I have heard this that this is the case. Hmm. Perhaps they've integrated that devil's 3D printer diaper changing, you know, compactor into Dude, a wombat's colon. If you click colon. on the link, it's so serious. Yeah. The 71st annual meeting of the APS Division of Fluid Dynamics. Session uh, session uh, E819, Fluid Dynamics General 1, uh, Abstract E19, How to Wombats Make Cube. It's like so serious. James, we can all be scientists if we conduct these studies. 
We can be prize winners, okay? Whoa, oh my this, god. There's no the joking matter. On abstract. They're all weird. One of them is like, why does Ant why Ant Man and the Wasp need helmets to breathe? Why do foam? Is it because and when they get so small the air molecules are too big for them? So this one doesn't seem funny, but it is funny. Nectar foaming by butterflies and moths with long proboscises. <laughs> I love that Pro- word, proboscis. <laughs> Effects on it's early like, marine it's like aerosol cloaca. cardiovascular flow. It's Jesus. both. This is so... Can we do a study? Can we, can we yes, do a study? I, yes. Oh, we got to figure that out. Okay. We got to figure that out. We got to figure that out. Michael, I'm going to put you in charge of studies from now on. Mm-hmm. Mike's, our, Mike's our study guy. Terrible. He reads <laughs> a lot. Oh, the pleasurability of scratching an itch. These are all great. <laughs> Anything Michael, you know and everything that. can be studied. That's like, that's from, for some reason, that just reminded me of uh, Vegas Vacation. They go into the casino. Eddie takes him to the casino, and it's a casino that's, uh, you know... It's like guess a number between one and ten, you know, like, okay, like <laughs> games are like that, you know. Yeah. Like, it's like carnival games. Yeah. That's great. That's pretty funny. Anyways, I thought uh the both of you and our listeners would enjoy some of these. Yeah, these are great. Um, alright. Uh I think this one's mine. This next one's mine. Just a brief thing. So the debates were la- were like last week, and uh, I call the article "Getting Oborked." Um, <laughs> so yeah, the debates were last week, and during the debates, uh, Beto O'Rourke, corporate candidate extraordinaire, and empty husk of a man uh, extraordinaire as well. He, uh, I don't know why he's running. Anyway, okay. <laughs> he's just he just is. He's not gonna win, there's no chance. But anyway, so he's running and he's like, We're gonna he's like, we're gonna do a mandatory gun buyback program. So I'm only highlighting this and he this is an article in CNN or whatever about him, NBC News. He's defending it. And I mean, all I gotta say about this is I feel like Beto O'Rourke came up with this whole thing where, you know, he's from Texas and I, I just this wouldn't float in his home state. Uh, I think it's a heavy-handed, wrong-headed approach to fixing the gun problem in America. Um, I don't think I'm only mentioning it because I feel like is there's probably much better ways. But this is like him trying to like make this name. Like he's like he's at a point where he's like, if I am going to stay in this race, I need to be something radical and crazy. Mm-hmm. And this is radical and crazy because in America, this is not going to work, right? You're not going to be able to have a mandatory gun buyback program. It's not going to happen. Right. It's just not going to happen. Like we're not in our lifetimes, we are not going to live in a gun-free America. It's just not going to happen. You know, uh, gun violence is here to stay, at least for the foreseeable future. Mass shootings are here to stay for the foreseeable future. You know, it's just not going to happen unless, like, somebody, you know, fucking some Republican congressman, like Mitch McConnell's kid, gets shot at or something in a thing. Then, or like all be, of Congress. Well, Mitch McConnell, I say, because he has he's the senator who kills. He doesn't let anything come to the floor. So and he has a lot of power in the Senate. Like he's a Senate majority leader. So if if something happens to someone like his kids 
or something like that, or when someone hits family, then all of a sudden we might they might change the tune. But barring something like that, I don't see anything ever changing about this. This is just weird our life, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's just so how you, it's going to happen. If there, if there was a widespread gun buyback slash gun control, do you think there would still have to be exceptions for places like Montana, Alaska, like people, you know, places where there's people actually live and there's like, oh, a bear could come to my house tonight. Well, I think if they do a gun buyback program, it's probably going to be something along the lines of like handguns and assault rifle, assault type rifles. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll probably look, they'll probably like, yeah, keep your bolt actions, keep your shotguns. But, um, it says it won't work. Right. You know, but obviously places like that will just be in a full uprising. Right. You know, I don't know what that means, a political uprising or like an actual uprising, but like Alaska is not going without their guns. Like yeah, a gun is like a tool in Alaska, you know, like you must have a gun, you know, and in places like you said, Montana, I'm sure like Nebraska, I'm sure a lot of places with wide open space where there's like coyotes and bears and shit. Like you need to have a gun if you live anywhere on the land. You know what I mean? It's just like you gotta have a way to defend yourself. You know, those fucking those wild hogs are packing heat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I Michael, wonder I wonder if any actual sort of research has been done on you know, we'll say gun violence in places like that, like Alaska, Montana, wherever there is, you know, where people have big farms, homesteads like we were talking about earlier. Now granted the populations of those places are generally much lower than like you know a normal US city or at least like west coast east coast um so like the the raw numbers would be skewed but i would assume that the people who need them for legitimate protection are actually responsible gun owners and the people doing you know the shootings are not responsible gun owners so like that seems to be the problem is like Again, the person. Like, guns don't kill people. People kill people. That's pretty much always been my stance or agreement on that side of the argument. Um, I mean, you can kill someone with a hammer. It takes a little yeah. bit longer. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like there's a... I, you know, and I think I've said this before. We have a decision. You make it... There's a decision point, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to kill people, you know? Yeah. So once you're at that decision point, a gun is just an expedient way to do it. Right. You know, it's just, you know, but a nail gun works just as well, you know. Yeah. Or you could channel uh, Steven Seagal, go around breaking people's neck, you know. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So I'm the cook. You know, the problem with the problem with firearms is they just make you equal to like the police. Right. Or you have a that's slightly a, better chance. Yeah, that's all they do. They just give you an edge that you wouldn't have otherwise. You know, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know that, uh, yeah, it says here, suicide is the leading cause of gun death in Alaska, um, 80% of firearm deaths in Alaska. Is suicide? Or, like, it's suicide. accidental, like, oh, shit, uh, well, okay. I yes. guess that makes sense, the, it's a pretty, pretty bleak place at times, um, there's probably also a lot of low-income people out there. Like, uh, how am I going to get out of here? I don't know. Well, I think also this guy's kind of says 
It's uh, so firearms death per capita is nineteen point eight. I don't know what that reference. Hundred thousand per per hundred thousand population is nineteen point eight. Mm-hmm. So um, I think what he's well, not I think what he says here is basically the basic fact is if it's easier to get a gun, suicides are higher. Mm-hmm. And again, it's like people people we're walking around every day with people who tried to kill themselves. Oh like, yeah, we don't know it. And that's a really sad thing that we all think everyone's happy. Everyone has a great life, you know, but really everyone's in pain. Everyone hates their existence. Being an American's horrible. Like we work too hard. We don't vacation enough. Our government hates us. All the corporations around us are trying to squeeze us to death. And we're just in the middle in the vice. And so people are trying to kill themselves all the time. You know, like being a lonely dude is fucking horrible. Like I totally get why dudes like I'm going to blow my brains out. You know what I mean? So, People try to kill themselves all the time, but they don't have a gun. Like, I got in the bathtub and tried to slit my wrist, but I've only seen slitting wrists on TV and movies, so I didn't know how to do it, so I did it wrong. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so I so I got in the bathtub, and I just fell asleep, and it was a big mess. You know? And I was dizzy. You know? And or I was pills. basically aware long enough to be like, uh, or pills. You know? And I passed, I passed out and got really sick. You know? And, you know, I tried to hang myself, and I broke the fucking wall. You know? I mean, it's just it's, a lot of stuff happens that we don't know about. So I think a lot of people try to kill themselves, but a gun is, like, guaranteed. Like, you put the gun, like, here or here, you're dead, basically. Hopefully. You know? If you Hopefully. do it, if everything goes the way it should. Now, sometimes things don't go the way yeah. they should, and that's Yikes. that's a mess situation you don't want to be in. If you ever walk, if you come to my house and you see me all vegged out because I tried to eat a bullet and I didn't, just finish me off, man. Absolutely. Just, fucking, just do me the favor, man. Don't leave me like, wah, 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 you know. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know. It's like jaw half gone, tongue like flapping out. L- lolling out. Yeah. yeah. Eyeball like on the Pop wall. Down. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Oy. Um, oh, man. But if you judge that this scenario, if I look aware and you judge the scenario is going to give me a cool scar or a cool eye patch, then right. leave me be for okay. sure. Uh, if you're still conscious your enough, life. if you're conscious enough to answer a question like, do you want to live? Lift your left foot. Yeah. Exactly. If you can do that, you know, we'll compromise. But yeah, I got you. Um, I'll put a link to this weird thing in my show notes if anybody wants to see this. It's just like a kind of a photo gallery gun get gun deaths per capita by places um i'm not going to read them all but let's see what's the number one number so the the best place to live for gun deaths is alaska number one and the worst place is uh where is it let's see here utah oh that's the best that's the worst place to live if you don't want to get killed by a gun Utah? Yeah, Utah. 12.6 per really? 100,000 people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but you know what that... Alaska was 19? Or that was suicide? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, that was gun deaths in general. Okay, so Alaska's yeah. higher. Alaska's higher, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. But, so Utah but is think... the safest place? I guess, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, per 100,000 firearm deaths per 100,000 people 12.6 no permit is required for purchase of firearm so this kind of breaks this guy's conclusion in the alaska reference 
where he said, oh, if it's easy to get guns, more people will die by whatever. Mm-hmm. This breaks that. And I don't know if it's religion or just whatever. I don't know. But, you know, uh, or uh, you know what else I think it could be? And I hate to say this because I really hate Mormons. Um, I don't hate Mormons. I dislike their I hate their religion. Mm-hmm. I don't like I don't. The people are fine. The religion is not. It's a sketchy, weird, semi-racist religion. Um, but that said, um, I think the people are probably fine. And but, it's like, you know, not to comment too much on all religions, but like this is made up. Yeah, like, exactly. There were people who like knew this guy 200 years ago. What are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. It's made up. It's just... Some guy, some like basically a nut job, a guy who this day and age would be like, this guy's a fucking weirdo. He Just made like Scientology. Up. Yeah, he made it up. You know, he made it up, and somehow because now the time is forgotten how much of a weirdo he was. Mm-hmm. People are like, yeah, this is great. But anyway, so this whole like Utah, much of Utah is based around, I think the the Mormon, I don't want to say belief system, but. There's a like a kind of a cultural effect to being Mormon, yeah. which is like you know they people will a lot of people say that Mormons are very family oriented, very reliable. Uh, they're very much into resilience and self actualization, and very much into like personal uh, responsibility. So you know like they're survivalists and that kind of thing. So there might be an element of like m- higher level of firearms responsibility in a place like this, mm-hmm. you know. So, and then you have a whole you have a bunch of people who are looking out for their fellow Mormons. So poverty might not be as strictly bad as it is in most places, right? So I don't know. I mean, that's that could be what's going on here. I don't know, but it's it interesting. makes sense. Yeah, it's interesting. That's just my dumb guess, but yeah, it's interesting. Now, since we're talking about uh, faith and beliefs and churches a little bit, I actually had an interesting thought that if I were ever to become president, that uh, I I would have to keep this secret until I get into office. The first executive order I would sign, I think, would be to make churches pay taxes. Uh, I'm not mad at that. I put a lot of money back into the country. Yeah, I think if you're a church, I think the rule should be if you make, I think you should have to pay a just a flat tax commiserate to how much you take in or whatever. Mm -hmm. Because you got a mega church. I mean, that's a hustle. Like that's just a manipulation of of whatever they're they're pulling in. Like you know. A few million dollars a month, <laughs> you know, while they lie to people and tell them all it's bullshit, you know, they need to pay taxes. But then you got like a small, tiny church, you know, maybe makes $20,000 a month, a year, you know, or whatever. I mean, like, like maybe they should pay like $20,000 a year. That's not a lot of tax they have to pay. That's reasonable. You know, it's mm-hmm. okay. You know, but I don't think, I think they should be treated. Uh, we're too favorable to religion. We really are. To yeah. say that we are a country based around escaping a religious uh, monarchy. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. And if they, if you still want to get your tax exemptions and everything, you do it by the books. You do donations. You build up you know, parks for kids. Contribute to, I don't know, infrastructure or something. 
build, you know, houses for the homeless or something like that, you know, I'm with feel that. free to do that. I'm totally with that. And that's a funny thing. You know, um, uh, a Republican, a Republican, uh, a very conservative thought process is we don't need social programs because churches exist and personal, really? personal, uh, personal donation and personal charity exists. That's why we don't need social programs because People churches will that? help. Yeah, that's a thing. Wow, that's that's a hundred percent a thing. That's a conservative thing where they can they they think this is why these social programs we should not have them because we will take care of each other. You know what I mean? Which is crazy. If you listen to what's his name, uh, beloved conservative douche canoe, uh, Ben Shapiro, mm-hmm. he says that all the time. All the time, he's always talking about that. Uh, I mean, this is a constant thing. Actually, they're always talking about this stuff, and it's like really silly to me because, you know, you have the option to help people. No one never helps anybody. You know, I mean, there's some people who are like they give. Here's a buck, but it's not with any regularity that other people can survive by. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to have the government's got to intervene in some at some level. You know, so. You know, otherwise you just have like Americans dying on the street. You know, speaking of dying on the street, I didn't put this in the thing because I just found out about it right before the show started. But you know, they so there's um there's like a loophole in the immigration thing that basically says, hey, if you came to this country looking for like some specific life threatening medical thing because we got it here and you don't have it there, then we will review your case and allow you to stay in the country to receive medical care. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there was a group in the government that dealt with this. Okay, so of course Trump he thought that was a really important issue. He said we should just get rid of that group and let ICE handle it because they know about immigrants. So you can only imagine what ICE did with that. Right, right, right. <laughs> they just sent letters out to those people saying you got to leave. <laughs> so there's this girl, this Spanish girl who has she's from Spain. Okay, not the evil Mexico, you know. She's from Spain, the white Mexico. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She's from Spain, and she's like, she's had five heart surgeries that she can only get here, you know, because we are the best at some things, not many things, but some things. And she's like, I'm going to die if I go home, 100%. I'm just going to die, you know? Um, I think about people we know, okay? Um, Women, Michael, that you and I know who were in this, who came to this country on that program, you know, and who survived on that program. Mm -hmm. They exist because of that program, you know? Um, And uh, yeah, there's a a kid who's up there and he's like, yeah, he has some kind of, it's not, it's not asthma. It's something, something else, emphysema or something. I don't know, something like that. And it, but basically He's like, it's not, it can't be treated in in, Honda, in Guatemala. He's okay. like, I go there, I'll just die. I'm done. You know what I mean? It's crazy, dude. Like, we live in a fucking crazy world. And we live in a crazy-ass world, you know? I mean, we got friends, you know, they got Spanish wives. Or Hispanic wives. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's, you know, we know a lot of immigrants. We know a lot of people from other places. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's crazy, man. I, I, I'm baffled on a daily basis about what, what is happening. Did you guys hear what happened in North Carolina? 
I guess not. So this is fucking wild. So, and I, I gotta do my, I haven't, I didn't put this in because I did not feel like doing the research because you really gotta dive into these topics. I'll briefly mention it. Um, in North Carolina, there's a bill that they had to pass. I don't remember what it was. Uh, I gotta find out, but it's a pivotal bill. And, but the, 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 the Republicans wanted to pass it, but it's a Democrat held, Democrats hold the majority in, uh, the Senate. Okay. So, it's a standing rule that on 9-11, everyone's going to go and do their observances. You know, they're going to go here, go there, do do stuff with their constituents, you know, pray, go to do memorial stuff with their constituents, whatever. So the majority leader happens to come in, you know, she has to be there. So she's there and every Republican is there and they bring the vote before Congress and they vote on it and Mm. they pass it. They pass it while all the Democrats are out. Even though the Democrats have like a majority on nine 11. I mean, I got to see what that vote was. I got to, I got to find out what it was. Probably nothing that anyone would normally support. Oh no. Something super sketchy. I'm sure something, something, something really bad. Oh, no. And let me tell you this, too. Let me tell you this. North Carolina was raided. Uh, it's on one of the it's on a it's on uh, this guy who does he does reviews of, of governments all over the world. But when he does a review of your government, it's like, are you a dictatorship? OK, he's like, are you uh, is are you guys free? Is he's like, there's a freedom index. And he's like known for this. Like, this is his thing. Like, he's he's the word on freedom. And North Carolina's on his list, like between Myanmar and like North Korea. Really? Yeah. Great. Yeah. I, I would very much like to see his work. I'm going to find, I, I will find the video that referenced him and I'll find his name and I'll find the report. Thank you. Yeah. No, here's an article. North Carolina just came storming back into the race of being nation's most insane state. And this guy in the video, he gives a laundry list of all the sketchy, crazy things that North Carolina's done. Like they, they apparently have the most gerrymandered state in the country. And it's so harshly gerrymandered that, uh, that, that, uh, the judiciary branch was like, this is illegal. You have to <laughs> fix it. You have till September to fix this. Uh-huh. They fucking cut. They have an HBCU there. They cut the school in half to take all the power away from the black students. So, Interesting. Yeah, it's fucking gangster, dude. I mean, this is, dude. You think yeah. about fucking um, that black guy who did that song, This Is America, and you hear that shit, and I'm just like, yeah, this is fucking America. People are like, why are people so salty? America's great. We're the best country in the world. You know, we're supposed to be the guiding light for like what freedom is. And this is the bullshit we have. We have all this fucking sketchy, creepy shit where people just do whatever. And it's like our politics on the macro level, micro level and and um whatever level are just getting fucking destroyed. You know, let me find Do you this. know where gerrymandering came from and why it's not illegal? I don't well, know. why it's not illegal is probably cuz it works so well. But Oh man! Oh, they say they call it a bag job. 
<laughs> they said after North Carolina, the fallout continues after. And so there's a video. There's a video of the the speaker of the house. She's like, "This is a travesty of justice." She's losing her fucking mind. Right, I'm gonna find so. that video. Yeah, I'm gonna find that video. I'll put it in my show notes because I think if you care about democracy, <laughs> you just give a shit about like being being better then you'll have to kind of watch this yeah because it's it's interesting man yeah brian tyler cohen is the guy here it is here's the video uh this does he have links sources he does have links yeah lawsuits could change the new rules of north carolina politics balance of power in raleigh um North Carolina is no- Oh yeah, here we go. North Carolina is no longer classified as a democracy. That's what this is. Here's the other article. Yeah, 2005 missed career traveling around the world to help uh, set up elections. So this guy does stuff with elections. Yeah, and I'll I'll put this link in here. Awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah, I will. So, uh, Mike, do you have the next article here? CNN. No, that's me. Oh, that's James. Also, I'm yeah. sorry. Um. Yeah, so I just put this in there because you know fucking Yang is doing big things right now. Some someone someone made a thing on Twitter um, for uh, for someone made a thing on Twitter uh, of a new video for him, and it's amazing. I'll put that in my show notes too. It's so good. I think did you send that to us, or maybe it was you put it on Facebook? I put it on oh, Facebook. I, okay, I think I watched it. He was polling at like four percent or maybe above that now, which is pretty good for. Someone they were like is basically unknowns, like not yeah. a senator and stuff. Now my personal question is, if he is elected president, do you trust him to to do uh to act in our best interest on like foreign policy and war stuff? Or his has he been like so not exposed to anything like that before? It would be a mess. It's a mess anyways. I don't. So I don't think that he has the skill set for. I don't think his foreign policy game is going to be good. I think the only advantage he has is that he's. He's data driven. Mm-hmm. And he listens to smart people. I think that's the only thing he has going for him. And I'm not saying that's all you need to have, but I think I think the businessman mindset is right. Like you need to approach that level of running a country because he's not doing the macro stuff. He's doing like big picture shit. So I think he probably has to have the ability to listen to the people who know, and then turn that data into usable, actionable stuff. Okay, you know. And and if he's willing to listen, which he seems like he is, then I think he's good, you know? And I think – so people always talk about like, oh, Tulsi Gabbard's foreign policy game is great. And I say that a lot too because she's supposed to be really good with foreign policy. And I think she is. Like, And the people reason people say that is because her opinion on Israel basically and a few other things, Israel, Iraq, Afghanistan, but mostly it's Israel because basically people judge you whether your opinion on Israel um, – if you're a progressive, sorry, if you're progressive, if you're a Republican or like a regular corporate Democrat, it's probably something a little different. But um, so 
I, he hasn't said anything about that. You know, he's anytime you've asked him, they've asked him about Israel. He's like, oh, you know, he takes like a kind of middle of the road <laughs> right. whole thing about it, you know. But if to go by anything else he said, if what he said is true about the way he behaves about everything else, tells me that he probably will lean the way I want him to lean on that. But I'll be honest with you, I don't give a shit. You know, if the president of the United States can smile, not throw up on any of the prime ministers, <laughs> not push another prime minister out of the way on the stage of the G- G8, you know, not fucking go and suck Vladimir Putin off on camera. If he can not do those things, I'm good. I'm satisfied. All mm-hmm. I want him to do is fix America. Like people say they've been saying America first, you know, and America first didn't mean like the world second, but it should mean like, hey, you're our president. Can you help us out? Mm-hmm. You know, and so if he can do those things, if he can do the stuff he said he would do with America or try to, then I'm not going to worry about the rest because I know as far as his foreign policy is like get back in the Paris Accords, work with our friends, you know, satisfy our commitments. That's good enough for me as far as foreign policy. Do you think he would make a more effective president or vice president? I mean, a vice president would do anything. Mm-hmm. But so. they, I mean, they do they not have any authority, or are they just there in case the president dies? Pretty much, I think the vice president's like the queen. Uh, sorry, okay, so it's like a like figurehead, ki- like the king. Well, <laughs> like yeah. they just go to fucking, they go to events and wave at people, and sometimes show up to things. So like an and, official representative, yeah, but not they can't do much. Yeah, they're they, the, and then the head of the senate, they're the president of the senate. The president of the Senate, yeah. But when does that ever come into play? To vote for votes. I think. But Pence do they ever vote? Or is it only like a tiebreaker? They cast tiebreaking votes. But that yeah. never happens. Yeah, it does. And they also, you know, I bring the I bring the session to order. Bah, 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 whatever, whatever they do, all that thing. When every day? Kinda. Whenever they're in session, I guess. That's worthless. Yeah, that's like, hey, we just give them something to do. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what that is. Blame the Constitution, bro. All right, I do. Burn right. that fucking document to the ground. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, they said the f- oh, geez, Biden's twenty six. He's polling high, dude. He's just, fucking it's just because high. people know his name, I guess. Yeah, Buddha judges. at four point eight percent. Yang is at three two five percent. Bernie's at seventeen percent. On S's average seventeen. So Yang's as high as six in some polls, and as low as two in some polls, or one in some polls. Hmm. But there's looks like and forty or fifty polls here. They got where does he have to listed. be to get like further in the debates? I don't know what the I don't know what the next debate uh, marker is. I don't. I mean, he might make it. I don't think he will. He might, but I don't know. Um, I hope he does. He's not going to win, though. I mean, Harris, Harris and Warren need to kill each. I mean, uh, Warren and Sanders need to kill each other in a fucking pistols duel at dawn to give Yang a possible chance. And that's <laughs> that's assuming that fucking Harris falls off a cliff in a fucking yachting accident or something. Like, there's too many things need to go wrong for Yang to get up there. He's just too unknown, and he's. There's too many people who are just. 
the funny thing is, right? Sanders had to run in 2016 and not win the primary and be a senator for like a billion jillion years and have a killer record and have been a mayor of a small Vermont town and be a wacky dude with gray hair and balding at 23 to be the guy he is today where everyone knew who he was when he ran in 2016 and they were like, okay, we get it. You know, we understand. Like we, we know where this guy's coming from. Yang has none of that pedigree. Zero. Mm-hmm. So he could run now, not win, possibly try to run again, you know, in six, in like eight years, you know, so the next president goes four years and then we have to reset from scratch. So we have new, new Democrats come in, new Republicans. Mm-hmm. So then he could try to run again in eight years, you know, he runs, he, he continues to try to run for the next four year, four years from now, but he's not going to get that one because that president's going to stay in, but he makes himself known, keeps himself in the fucking limelight the whole time. There's a lot, man. He has a lot he has to do to try to make something happen. So I don't, I don't think he's going to be able to make anything happen. Sadly. If he doesn't get elected, what other position in government would give him some power or influence over like the state of the nation? Would it be secretary of state? They do a lot of foreign stuff. Or yeah. is it like departments, you know, is there a secretary of the interior? Is that just from idiocracy? I don't know. Like there's Secretary probably some position that would be good for him. Yeah. You know, there's not a, it's funny. There's not like a, I think he would be like good as like the secretary of well-being. <laughs> right. Okay. But there's nothing like that, right. which is really funny, right? There's nothing like that in America that says, are people happy and working? You know, like there's secretary like secretary of infrastructure. That's not a thing. Or yeah. That's not a thing. Yeah. There's a secretary Department of Interior, Secretary of Interior, which is like lands, oil, that kind of stuff. Energy, which is oil and more of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. State, which is foreign. What else, Michael? Uh transportation, education, defense. Where what what uh Homeland Security, right? That's one. Who mm. handles welfare? There isn't one. No, I mean, like, if pe- you know, families are on welfare, Social Security, stuff like that, who uh, handles that? Treasury, maybe? Is maybe there a Department of do... Social Services? He Michael, might be good Michael there. Wikipedia. <laughs> He'll find out. He'll, he'll find out. But whoever handles welfare and, like, distribution of needed services, if he could head that up, That'd be a decent start to tie into his uh, universal basic income and, like, you know, building stuff up that way. So there's the Social Security Administration, obviously. Uh, apparently, it's an independent agency. What? Weird. Was it? Oh, is that why Social Security is not, like, guaranteed for us anymore? No. It's... It has a person who's in charge, but it's not a cabinet position. Wait, what, what department is it? Social Security Administration. Oh, okay, yeah. It's an independent agency of the U.S. federal government. That's weird. Yeah, so that tells you the priority that people's health and well-being falls into. Yeah. I never thought about that until now, but yeah, that actually makes sense. You know what? Whoever is president, if they can create a new branch, or, or not branch, but a new sort of division... 
then maybe he can head that up. Because if we can, if you can create Space Force, you can create fucking the Wellbeing Academy. Yeah. All right. So there's State, Treasury, Defense, Justice, Interior, Agriculture, Commerce, Labor, Health and Human Services, Housing and Urban Development. Transportation, Energy, Education, Veterans Affairs, and Homeland Security. I think Health and Human Services would be it. Like if he could head that up, that would probably benefit a lot of people. Now, maybe I'm taking the name too literally. Maybe, is Health and Human Services, like... What do they do? Do they do... NIH? Uh, okay, yeah, that's what I was thinking. So maybe... Mm, maybe Probably NIH, yeah, CDC. Yeah. yeah. Is the FDA part of that? Oh, no, that's some, another separate thing. Yep, That's FDA. private. Is, it's separate, Isn't not it? part of HHS. It's part of HHS. Okay, oh, yeah. okay. Well, Makes never sense. mind that, then. I mean, he, whatever it is needs to be a secretary position, but, I mean, that would be a good spot for him. You know, but he'd have to have some power and Billy to execute. Um, but I don't know, man. Who knows? Um, I oh, found something that I thought was really fun. I'm just going to read the title here, mm-hmm. and we're not going to go into it. <laughs> I haven't watched it. We're just going to read the title. Joe Biden recalls terrifying 1960s public pool confrontation with razor-wielding gangster named Corn Pop. <laughs> <laughs> Is this the onion, like, or fart no, or something? It's all, it's real clear politics. <laughs> Dude, that's great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's an article from today. <laughs> Corn pop. That reminds me of the uh, part of Tom Segura's old special where he's talking about the first 48 and how co- or cops have to, like, interact with people on camera and, like, use their street names. Like, all right, little stank, where's uh, Nah Mean? <laughs> <laughs> Joe Biden's like, yeah, I was sitting by the pool, like snapping my fingers to a good tune, and Corn Pop just pulls out a razor blade and threatens my life. What? <laughs> Joe Biden's so fucking weird. I read, I read a story where Joe Biden told a story about how he is going to give a medal to someone, and then a medal of honor or something, and then that the guy refused it or something and blah, blah, blah. And it turns out like all the details of the story were wrong. Uh huh. And it was really like three stories, like three separate stories kind of got all mushed together into one. Dude, that's how old people's memory story. Works. That wasn't true. You know, like now something, something's weird about memory. We kind of talked about memory last week, but my mom was telling me about something. Um, when I lived near you guys, my neighbors to the left, the original neighbors smoked like packs and packs a day in their house, all, windows closed, all that kind of stuff. And she was like, when they sold the house or moved out, I remember they had to, they had a, a truck backed up there with like vacuums in all the windows and they had to fumigate for days. And in my head, I'm like, that never happened. Hmm. What are you talking about? But maybe I forgot. Maybe she knows. But like oftentimes she'll tell a story about sometime when I was younger and be like, that never happened. What are you talking about? Hmm. 
So it's old people memories, man. Yep. Kids gotta listen to their phonograph. Yeah. <laughs> <The> record players. <laughs> yep. Old time radio. Yeah, mm-hmm. we talked about it earlier before the 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 he said, I gotta have a record. He's like, you gotta put the parents in front of a record. Let the parents hear their voice. Let the kids hear the parents' voice. I'm like, oh my god. On a record. Come on, man. <laughs> you guys horrible, man. Absolutely horrible. And and that whole thing, and I said I wasn't going to talk about it, but that whole thing is like a fucking, it, it's like a, it's a, it's a, it's a old, like, politician political trope, which is like, oh, black families, uh, there's a problem in black families because dads aren't there and because parents are bad and we need, and black parents need help. We need help from 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 someone else, aka white parents, to get it together. You know, it's a it's a totally a fucking horrible horrible trope about it's just fucking wretched and and you know that's what he did. And if you watch that, you should be appalled. Like, you, there's no way you're going to vote for him and be like, oh yeah, it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's just fine. It's just this is fine. No, it's not fine. You know, he's he's. <sighs> The difference between him and Trump is Trump just doesn't say anything. Trump does not say anything directly. Like, he says direct racist shit, but he's basically ignored black people, except for making some random around-the-edge comments. But Biden paints us with his filthy, like, ignorance by saying stupid shit like that, you know? I'm sure the corn pop story... I don't even want to listen to the corn pop story because I'm sure it's (laughs) horrible. I'm sure it just... (laughs) eats black people's asses out and he's standing at a pool full of black kids and I'm like get out of here dude you know just get out of here like you know why black kids can't swim because white people are like nope pools are private now I mean come on <laughs> just get out of here you're just you just need to stop like you just need to fucking stop you know you just need to fucking stop Buttigieg said um a matter of fact Buttigieg commented about that he said about that whole thing and he was like look systemic racism is a thing he's like He's like, if you have a if if you get a dollar heads to get you forward, there's such a thing as having a dollar taken away to hold you back, you know. So anyway, he does a whole thing about it. Anyway, I'm not going to go into that. We've been there before. Okay. Um. All right. Lots of food for thought. What's next? What's Stranger Danger? Uh, to continue my um my theme of putting things in. Stranger danger that are not like IT related or virus related. Well, this is kind of virus related. Um, an experiment was done to try and control mosquito population in a portion of Brazil. So what happened is some scientists from the company, which I've forgotten, starts with an O, uh, Oxitec, genetically modified a bunch of male mosquitoes, and by a bunch, I mean like millions and released them into the public, into the wild of a portion of Brazil. What they did was they edited their genes so that when they mated with female mosquitoes, when they fertilized these eggs, most of the eggs would die, and the ones that did hatch wouldn't live long enough to, like, thrive. So what they did was release... Let's see here. um, They released... 
450,000 modified males every week for two years in Yacobina, Brazil. And they were, you know, they took samples six months, 12 months, um, 27 months, 30 months after the release began. And they're like, ah, shit. Not only are, are these like genetically modified offspring actually surviving, uh, but now they're breeding with like the native population. So now there's like more resistant to this kind of alteration oh, in the future. Geez. So they're like, uh, maybe we made the mosquitoes stronger. Sorry. Idiots. So don't go to Brazil for, you know, vacation, I guess. And Brazil was the place that had the like really crazy like DEET, you know, like <laughs> they and said DDT. like yeah, they yeah, whenever soldiers were there, they were like we got to get some of this Brazilian mosquito repellent. It's great. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> That's fucking nuts. Yeah. So, just beware. Should we go into entertainment? Or did you have any questions about Skeeters? Um, yeah, let's just jump into entertainment here. All right. Okay, so this first link is a video, because you know I love my videos. You guys, I got this specifically <laughs> for you guys. So this guy does a video on um, <laughs> how big the Enterprise D is. And he says, he goes down the specs and everything. And in the specs, he's like, okay, so they have a crew of a 1,000. Okay. On well, the that's, that's crew and civilians, or is that just crew? Yeah, that's that's crew and civilians. Okay. So crew and civilians a thousand. He says there's eight point nine million square feet of habitable space on the Enterprise, and that's he extracted dead space and bulkheads. So anywhere a human can't stand is not considered habitable space. And this 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 video, let me tell you something. This video is a great eight minutes, okay? He goes into great detail, great detail. He has deck plans from, like, some semi-authorized thing. He goes to the deck plan, scans them in the Photoshop, calculates the space deck by deck. Um, so he says there's actually, of crew, there's only 635 crew. And he was like, so basically walking around the Enterprise is going to be like walking around a fucking ghost town. Yeah. You know? And he said, basically, he said, comparably, the Enterprise and enter the Enterprise carrier uh, has a crew of 6,000. Okay. Which I think is crazy. I didn't know. Enterprise six... carrier? Yeah. What's that? The USS Enterprise. In real life. In real life. The, U oh. the Navy's Enterprise okay. carrier. Gotcha. Sorry. Yeah. Aircraft ca carrier. Aircraft carrier. Sorry. <laughs> it was like it's the real one. CSV I was like, I'm looking at a picture of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, he, yeah, the, the aircraft carrier has a crew of 6,000. A crew, That's just incredible. crew. Yeah. So he's like, and it's, he's like, it's a third the size of the uh, Enterprise D. So he's like, the Enterprise D is just like empty. Like every, and he shows all these clips as he's talking of them walking around. And he's like, the show supports this because every time you see people walking around, there's no one anywhere. Right. You know, and it almost seems like lonely, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, if I just did some, some very basic bad math, some alarms going off at James's side, um, or he's getting tinnitus, who knows? No, I got like a, like a, like a pitch, high pitch squeal in my ears for a second. Uh -huh. 
So guys, we've had a great time today. Yeah. <laughs> There's a big block of silence where my mic went dead. No, uh, no, no ringing in fine. my ears. <laughs> um, yeah, go ahead, Evan. So if I'm doing some some proper bad math here, um, with a thousand people and eight, you said like eight and a half million square feet of um, habitable space, something like that. Yeah, it's like every person gets two acres of space. Yeah. And he breaks down the living quarters, and he's like, he said the average living quarters is 31, 31 square meters or 31 square feet or something like that. No, 31 square meters of space, okay. of habitable, of like their quarters. So he basically says, Captain Picard's quarters, according to this plat, this thing, his his quarters are 89 square meters, while Jordy LaForge has 32 square meters. And he goes down the list, and he, he comes up with an average around 35, 40 square meters for like um, families, and he has Captain O'Brien and a bunch of other people, and breaks down the the space. You know, mm-hmm. like people with families, people with like because O'Brien's married with a kid, so he breaks down that kind of those space requirements, what people have, and uh, he's like he kind of goes through the family demographics and stuff, and he says so there's family, there's civilian, non-crew, and he shows like the barber <laughs> cutting John Luke Picard's bald ass hair, Mr. You know? Mott. Yeah, Mr. Mott. Yeah. <laughs> he shows the barber and he's like, so they got to live somewhere. So they're there too. He's like, but he's like, it's a thousand. They, unless, uh, you know, we haven't, they've never said otherwise. So it's a thousand straight up. So he's right. roughly about 600 crew, which is, I mean, nuts. You know, and then he says, he's, then he goes through things like, look, the decks. He's like, basically, there's decks like seven through whatever, which are the main decks where people are going to be. So like those in the saucer section, yeah, the saucer section, all the like major spaces are there where people, you know, he's like, and then obviously like you have 10 forward and stuff like that. He's like, so otherwise, besides those hubs, the ship is probably a pretty empty place, Mm -hmm. you know, it's interesting, Mm. man. It's definitely interesting. Does he talk about the bathroom? He doesn't talk about the bathroom. Okay. No. What's what about the bathroom? Let's hear it. I'm well, there's one. It's a running Just gag a, above engineering, I think. It's or a running may, gag no. that there's they never talk about it. You never see them. You ne- so you see. I mean, every, there's sonic showers. We've seen those, and even like uh, a water shower as Tasha Yar was wet for something in like episode one or two. Um, Troy takes a bath. Oh yeah, it's but one of the it, only times we see a bathroom. In some, uh, in some like uh, behind the scenes, that's not really a documentary. Jonathan Frakes is at like the big screen in engineering that's sort of at the T junction of the, that hallway, and he's like he points at something. He's like, "There's the bathroom," and it's like a little block right sort of where uh, the saucer section and the uh, the drive section meet. Oh, jeez. Mm. So that's I'm gonna refer you guys to the video on bidets okay. that I saw <laughs> because that video on the bidets talks about Americans detest about how much Americans detest bathrooms in media, and because we have a a, a ridiculous uppity of like pr- uh, Puritan aversion to talking bathroom talk, so he's like there's like like uh, this unspoken embargo against having bathrooms in media like you very rarely see someone taking a shit 
or pissing or talking about it or right. anything. They very rarely show bathrooms or show toilets on screen, you know, unless it's like plot necessary. Otherwise, you don't see them. Because it's, it's super bad. No one does it but you. Very private. Yeah. All, and also, we have, we have like really poorly designed public restroom facilities yeah. that all of Europe laughs at. They're like, you, why is there a space under the door? Dude, why is it? Why can't you have a full door, dude? Please tell <laughs> me. They're so right. Hey, and dude. like some some urinals, like they don't even have a fucking separator, and some do, but it's a clear glass plate. Like, why? Yeah, dude. Do you remember we were in Jamaica? Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The bathrooms, the public bathrooms in Jamaica. I was like, oh, I feel like such a British wonderful guy <laughs> taking a shit in my own private space. How wonderful must this be? But, you know. Counter to that, the bathrooms in the rooms were terrible. Oh, yeah. No, they were <laughs> They had, like, no door. They had, like, an outer door door frame, but there was no door there. I don't remember one. And then, like, step inside, and then there's, like, a toilet cubicle, which has a translucent door. Mm-hmm. So, like, if someone's sitting on the toilet, you can see them <laughs> if you're standing there. <laughs> That's weird. <clears throat> yep. That's weird. Yeah, we uh I think the one time when I was there by with with my girlfriend before I went with you guys our bathroom was you open the door and it looked like it was like the studio apartment of bathrooms. Like it was huge, wide open, no mm-hmm. doors, stoppers, raised flooring or anything. So you just turn the shower on and it's just like all right, the water's going everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whoever is shitting is going to look upon you in all your grandeur. <laughs> yep. That's how it is, because you're just in a tiled room, and they're like, shit goes on the floor. Anything goes on the floor, it's all gravy. It doesn't matter. <laughs> just push it down with your toes, because there's one fucking sink, like, drain for everything. Yep. It was fucking bad, yeah. I bad. actually, I, I've never used one like that. I think I would like it. Actually, because I think it's efficient. I appreciate, I, like, you can hose down the whole bathroom if you need to. I thought it was weird, but if I was, like, in my own place, not a public place, I would right. enjoy a bathroom like that. I'm It'd be fine. Sure. It'd be easy to clean, less, because I don't take baths. Right. So, that'd be fine. I'm pretty sure that in the majority of, like, Southeast Asia, that is the situation. Yeah, it is. It is. I saw a video about, uh, I think I talked to you guys about the about the the Philippines and they were showing the bathroom and the guy was one of the things he says is one things Americans will have a problem with here is the bathroom is just like a big open room with shit in it. And that's it. And there's no like separations. There's no like, you know, none of this other show sit down tub Mm -hmm. shit. It's just not a thing, you know? Yeah. I don't think I would mind it, but whatever. Okay. So I'm definitely going to watch this enterprise video. video. Yeah. You'll enjoy it. I think. Let's see. Down with the sickness. Is this uh, you? Oh, it's my no. So this is uh, just wanted to mention Movie Pass is oh, done. Yeah, done, done. Really? Puts, yeah. I'm just sorry. Finished, just finished up. <laughs> when did this announcement come? Sometime before or on September 13th, I guess. Like September 13th, and they were like, "Yep, it's done tomorrow." Nice. <laughs> well. I guess um, all that that apparently that re- Movie Pass owns, owns Movie Phone. Really? really? So Movie Phone is done. 
They might sell it to someone, or I mean, does uh, anybody can't let that die? Come on, hello, welcome to movie phone. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, there is there is no reason to actually have that anymore <clears throat> now that the yeah. internet is exists. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <clears throat> it's weird, yep. but I did. Yeah, it does take me back, man. That's that. Uh, there's so many times you're like, this is how you find out about movies. Mm-hmm. You know what movie's playing. Let's call movie phone. You know, I knew the number by heart back in the day. Not anymore, but I used to know two hundred two three 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 film. There you go. Wow, couldn't you also look in the newspaper? Were, were movie yeah. times printed there? When I was yeah. a kid, that's what we did. Yeah, me too. When I was a kid, that's what we did. Yep, that's exactly what we did when I was a kid. That's Do you remember crazy. looking forward to the TV guide? I'm like looking through a TV guide. Would you ever no. do that? I do that. We didn't get TV guide when I was a kid. We should get a TV week. Okay. That came with the Washington Post. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. It, probably that's what I'm thinking of. Because it, it was like the same kind of, you know, shitty paper. It wasn't It wasn't like a magazine. Right. That's probably what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm is right. Hmm. So, yep, go get Regal, uh, the Regal one or the... AMC one now. Yeah. Michael, <laughs> did you get did you replace your old one with something else? Old what? Your I know you had movie pass. Did you replace it with a different one now? Have you gotten Regal or I just got the Regal one the other day. Nice. Have you tried it yet or no? Nope. Alright, you have to let us is know it, how it is. Is it valid at the Regal Theater that's like close to you? That's why I got it. Okay. You're like, nope, have to go to Virginia. No, well, there was there's three tiers, right? Oh, that's right. So they cover different theaters. So I had to get the middle tier to cover the theaters I would be going to. But you didn't want to bump up the extra like dollar fifty a month so you can go nationwide. It's still nationwide. It's just not every theater. Okay. So you can go nationwide, but not like three D and IMAX necessarily. Right. I think you pay extra for that, but it's not like... At least you don't pay the full price. Like, you just pay the difference or whatever. You know? I don't know. Alright. Well, give a review. Like, so I went to Regal Theater. You know they have movies there? Exactly. Alright. Game theory. What do we got here? Oh, Another... before we get into this, let me just say this. There's a 30-minute... Di- uh, I haven't watched it just because I just can't rummage up the the energy to give a shit. Uh, but Death Stranding, there's a 30-minute gameplay video. And if you don't know what Death Stranding is, it's a Kojima thing. The guy who makes Metal Gear Solid, he left or was fired from wherever, and now he's made this other thing under his own game studio. Death Stranding. It's got the guy from uh, Walking Dead in it, the country redneck bumpkin guy. Uh, uh, he's in it, and it's a weird thing where a guy's carrying... The game is like weird. You're carrying a baby in a big-ass tube on your back. <laughs> it's fucking strange, and there's this like, grabber thing. like hangs about above your head. It looks so weird, and there's big alien body people things that walk around eating people. It's fucking strange, but... Uh, I just can't summon the energy to really understand it because it's one of these weird art house video games. I'll put a link in here in Game Theory 
that's as much as talking about as we need to do. Okay. But I'll put it in here under game theory so you guys can see it. Anyway, go ahead. Let's see what we got here. Another mini console. Ooh. Altered Beast. Altered Beast. <laughs> Let's play some Altered Beast. That game scared the shit out of me yeah, every man. time. Fun, though. Fun. So, new Sega Genesis coming out. 80 bucks. Uh, it's a mini console. It's 55% the size of the original. Comes with 40 games on it, I think. And looks like it accepts the original cartridges. It looks like it does. It doesn't. Oh, oh man. Shit. Why would they... Oh, such a tease. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They said... The, the reviewers said they actually... It looks like they took extra special care to make sure everything looks exactly... It looks like the... They're like, there's a, even a volume thing that doesn't do anything. You know, it's like... Oh, that doesn't do anything? Mm-mm. Oh, man. I'm turned off now. On the bottom, there's an expansion port door that you can take off to reveal there's no expansion port. You know, it's like they kept, like, everything, like... Come on, Sega. Aesthetically the same. But wh- how much how much more difficult would it have been to make it functional? Like... Not much. Get this. You can change the language of the system from English to Japanese. But you can't change it back. No. And then it has Japanese games. Oh, that's kind of interesting. So it'll get the different games that don't come on the U.S. side. Why can't they just put them all... Under one interface. <clears throat> also, if you switch to Japanese, you get the Japanese box art for all the games, which they say is superior, of course. Like, they're just like shooting themselves in the foot with something really cool. For Nintendo, you have to buy a whole new system. You know, you can what buy this greedy corporation. You can man. buy the Super Famicom or the Super Nintendo. You can't buy, you know, it's not one. This is what drives <sighs> people to piracy. This is mm-hmm. why people build their own emulator and ma- and boxes. You know. You know, it's funny. If they, they say it even comes to two games that never actually were released for the Genesis. Well, I'm sure they'll be available soon. The Dead Simple port of Tetris. Oh. And a Tato's 1986 arcade shooter, Darius. Hmm. Pass. It's got all the hits, though, on it. I guess. Columns. Sonic the Hedgehog, Columns, Golden Axe, Castlevania, Contra Hardcore, Vector Man. Streets Streets of of Rage, Rage. too. It's fine. Got yeah. it. Virtual Fighter, I remember that. But so many things they like they could have done well, they chose not to. Street Fighter 2 is on it. And of course the version for Genesis is the uh I think it's called Special Championship Edition. Okay, yeah. Cuz that was the only version ever released for Genesis, so Man, there were a lot of Street Fighter games. There was like Street Fighter 2, Super Street Fighter 2, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Mm-hmm. Street Fighter 2 Alpha or something like that. And then the one you said. But 
makes me nostalgic, but I'm, I'm disappointed. I don't 100% blame you for this, Mike. Uh, th- thank you. Only like 17%. Okay. You know what else is coming out, but it's not coming out till like March of next year or something? What? A TurboGrafx-16. I support that. A mini one. I support that. What? Um. Did anyone re- release a Game Gear? Or is no. that basically like just buy a PSP if those still exist and are for sale? Well, it's PS Vita now. Well, no, the yeah, isn't that crap? Wasn't the the PSP the one to get? You could like hack it up or something. Maybe you can do that with both of them. I don't know. Get on it. You're the console guy. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, she don't know me. <laughs> you don't know me. Good times. All right, so... Uh, Miss Pancakes? Yeah, Miss Pancakes. Miss Pancakes, that's right. <laughs> I was trying to think of her name. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Pancakes. Uh, yeah, so Death Stranding. Just I put the trailer there. It's like eight minutes long. It's a star-studded trailer. I mean, I think if you haven't heard of it, go watch the trailer and the vertical slice. I'm going to watch them, but they're weird. I mean, it's weird. It's the weird japanese type stuff that you expect from... If you watch anime and you've seen, like, let's say, Akira or any Ghost in the Shell, it's that kind. It's a movie. It's a video game like that. It's weird and kind of strange and... For some reason, the guy has a baby strapped to his chest the entire time. Like you're always fighting with this baby. It's fucking weird. You know, it's just I can't explain it. So I'm gonna watch it because it's beautiful. It's well done. It's a it's a great showpiece of like video of like video games in 2019. But yeah, maybe it's, it's a got, symbol. He's protecting the innocence of humanity. Maybe I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe it's just a baby in a tube. Yeah. Maybe. There's a weird... The trailer opens with, like, inside the womb. <laughs> it's like the baby... You see the baby's head? It's like, Bleh, you know? It's fucking strange, man. But anyway, watch it. Enjoy it. It's If you're into it, you know, go for it. I don't know. All right. Uh, nothing in products. Nothing in Young Update. Any 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 alibis for you jumping to extras, guys? Nope. All right. Uh, what do you got here, Evan? In the, the Uncle uh, Joe show. Oh, yeah. this is the thing you talked about. The, yeah, the weird guy is making their video podcast. It's on Twitch. They have a channel. Feel free to like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, I just put a, a link to their to their old vods in mm-hmm. the extra section if anyone wants to check them out. They are weird. <laughs> oh my god! I'm watching the first one. Yeah. Does he not have a shirt on? No, he's very hairy. <laughs> but this is, I mean, this is like three or four, like, really weird friends with green screen technology and sunglasses and, and the ability to stream it. Did you guys hear about the controversy, the the Twitch streamer that... That bared fl- too much? She flashed something accidentally? Yeah. I mean, quote-unquote accidentally. What did mm-hmm. she flash? What happened? 
She was not wearing underwear, and she was wearing a very flowy jumper skirt kind of thing, and she was playing with her dog, like, on the ground and moving around and oh, flashed the badge. Flash the oh. I'm being very judgmental, not impressed. And she 100% knew what she was doing. That she was planned. It, it was mean, it was uh, Amaranth, whatever her name is. Oh, Amaranth? Yeah. Finally. Just, I'm going to make a recommendation. She got suspended, but they think she's going to come back. Yeah, they'll yeah, never sure. get rid of They will never get rid of her because she's... Because she's like one of their top fucking Twitch Twitch thoughts. Yeah. I I know you're looking for it now, James. I'm going to advise you to stick with your imagination, but if curiosity gets the best of you, I hope you're not too disappointed with what you see. I'm gonna be disappointed. She this is the chick who misled her she misled people to believe that she was single. Oh yeah. When she's married to some Asian guy and he walks uh, past the frame sometimes. And he like sneaks past the frame, and and so she led them to believe that she was single until some. Of course, the internet did what they did, and they fucking tracked her whole life down. And they were like, "Yeah, this chick's fucking mar- married. She's got a husband. <laughs> you know, I mean, come on, dude, it's a whole thing." Yeah, she's a scumbag. I mean, what can I say? She's not a good person. Yep, I agree. Yeah, she's not a good person. Now, if there's one female streamer slash. She's not really a thought, but she's kind of funny. That everyone should be watching is Sweet Anita. She's the one with uh, Tourette's. She's super cool about it. I might even link her in my extra section as well. Sweet Anita is the... She's the Tourette's girl, right? Yep. Yeah, she's good. I like her. I think if you're if you're a female and you're on Twitch, the best thing you can do is not lean into the e thought shit. Like, just be a regular person. Don't bank on your boobs. Yeah. And uh, when this Twitch thought shit comes up, ignore it. Pretend it does not exist. Pretend you are a regular person. You are not part of that world. You know. I know you look cute and you want to look cute, but just don't because. As soon as you do, people are going to classify you as like you're you're an e thought, and maybe you say, "Well, I'm going to do what I want to do because it's my body, and I want to be happy." But you know, doing that gives you like this whole extra layer of manipulation, and people are going to see it as that. And Amarath, she's like a great example of someone who does is the worst of it. Mm-hmm. And she's just horrible. She's gross. Cannot stand her. I hate that she keeps popping up uh, on my fucking feed. Yep. You know, no matter what I do, she pops so up. Of course she feet. pops up when you follow her. Yeah, I know. I know, I know. Yeah, I put a link to Sweet Anita's VODs channel in my extra section. Give her a follow. She's cool. You'll get to meet Terrence. Who's Terrence? That's the name she's given her Tourette's. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. Alright. Let's see here. I'll find this Amaranth picture at some point. Yep. Uh, Alright, what do you got, Michael? Don't tell me Stephen King kicked it. No, no. 
I just I just saw this on the chive and I thought it was funny. It's a uh, it's <clears throat> Stephen King cameos more disturbing than the movie themselves. <laughs> yes. I don't know if you've ever seen that dude Stephen looks King, so creepy. but he's a creepy looking motherfucker. Yeah, he is. <clears throat> and you see him in a movie or something, and you're like, "What the fuck?" You know? Yeah. <clears throat> and so yeah, they they have a whole a whole thing of him here, and I'm like, "Wow, okay, yeah, he looks fucking crazy." God. Yeah, the Langoliers. There you go. You guys pumped yeah. for it too? No. I do want to see that. I do want to see that. I thought about seeing it this weekend. Maybe I'll go later. Do it. Today. The Langoliers. Yeah, that was a weird movie, man. Yes, it was. Oh, he was in The Shining? He hated The Shining. Why? He hated the original The Shining movie. Because uh, Kubrick took a bunch of license with the... Like, he just... They kind of, like, changed a lot. So there's a there's a TV version, a miniseries version of The, of, of the Shining, which not did not do as well. Um, actually, and that's what the version this is from. Actually, says The Shining 1997. That's his version of The Shining. Mm, it was uh, on TV. Yeah, he hates the movie version of The Shining. Absolutely hated every minute of it. Oh, really? Yeah. There's a whole thing about it. Just Google it. You'll find there's a whole bunch of shit about it. You keep on scrolling. You'll see one here, Sons of Anarchy. So that's not what does he, you know, he didn't write it or anything. But I think I told you guys about that. He's in one episode of Sons of Anarchy. They call him to, like, get rid of a body. And they come back, like, he's like, come back in two hours or something, you know, whatever. And they come back and they're like, they're like, where's the girl? He's like, what girl? Mm -hmm. And like, that's it. You're like, oh, God, (laughs) okay. (laughs) What the fuck? There's, There's a few more here. I'm like, I don't know what these are. Mr. Mercedes? Yeah. That's a a marathon. newer books, I think. Well, apparently it's a movie or TV show, because... Did you guys watch... Since we're talking about... I could have put something in entertainment, I guess. Did you watch Bill Burr's new special? Paper Tiger? I I did. stand-up? It's so good. (laughs) I didn't like it as much as his other... His past ones. Maybe I'm judging too harshly. It's heavy on the... I'll say, like, gender equality topics, but he does it so well. Oh, yeah. I mean, it it was good, definitely. It was funny. I was telling James, I don't know if you've seen this one, Um, Whitney Cummings. Yeah, that's on my list. I got to watch that. I don't think I've seen... I saw her one from, like, 2016 or something. It's like, I'm your girlfriend, but I haven't seen her... New one. So she has a new, new one. Yeah. Um, on Netflix, and it was filmed in Washington D.C. And hers is not bad. It's a little heavy on the, you know, what you think it's heavy on, you know, mm-hmm. like Me Too shit, kind of, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's fine. Um, no, she doesn't say anything that's untrue, really, and. uh it's kind of like Bill Burr. I mean, he's talking about the same kind of shit, you know? Yeah. Uh, 
but she she introduces about halfway to three quarters of the way through her show. She starts well. She, first, she starts talking about these sex robots. Yep. And how it's going to be the end of us and blah blah blah. And then she brings one out, and it look it looks like her. Mm-hmm. She had one made. Yep. And at she, the end of the show, they do a whole behind the scenes of her getting it made and everything, like you know them taking a mold of her face and blah blah blah. On her YouTube channel, it's uh-huh. YouTube slash Whitney Cummings or whatever. Um, she has her sex robot do interviews with celebrities. And it's pretty funny. Hmm. I think there's just like three three of them up right now. Uh, the one that I thought was funniest or most funny was with Adam Devine. <laughs> well, he's he's good. Yeah. I like him. Um, James and I were discussing yesterday, like, what if you got a sex robot that looks like you? Uh-huh. And then you're like, sup? Well, it's like, would you have sex with your clone? Right. Kind of like that. Yeah. Interesting thought. Interesting thought. I'm going to go with no. <clears throat> I mean, I'm going to go with no, too, because, you know, I don't go out with dudes. Yeah, I don't like dicks. <laughs> right. But, you know. Dicks aren't cool. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. But I don't know. So they must make guy versions of sex dolls, right? Oh, yeah. Of course. So they make they make it like get erect. I mean, how does this... maybe there's a pump or something? Like I don't know how something that... pneumatic. I don't know. <laughs> like <laughs> so arousing, <laughs> right? It fills with a gel fluid. No, yeah. There's uh, there's actually some decent documentaries about sex robots and how they're made and the companies and why they're doing it and everything. It's like, we do it for liberation and, you know, whatever. Huh. I'm give me, give me the holes. Neither am I. Yeah. You should watch Bill Burr's special. He, he's like, they're going to fucking take over. Also, you should definitely go to more comedy because there's some really good shows around DC. Uh-huh. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, I know there's lots of stuff around here. I mean, way back in the day, James and I, like James and I, with with Jamie, uh, we actually saw uh, what's his name before he was really famous. Um, Bobby Lee, Carlos Mencia. Ah, uh, oh yeah. Uh, we don't talk about him. <laughs> well, I guess he, he had his, ri- his rise and his fall for shame. But uh, yeah, we saw him. Long ago, <laughs> and uh, whose jokes he was, was he, he telling was in that show? No, he was, <laughs> he was funny, and he had someone do it like opening for him, mm-hmm. like some other Hispanic guy. I don't, remember, I don't remember who it was. Um, but he was funny. I remember he told a joke, and it was about white people, and only the only two people who laughed it was me and James. <laughs> and the whole audience, me and James were like, ha! And like, no one else, like, it was like silence. I was like, what? That was hilarious. Like, lighten was, up, idiots. I was like, white people do love drinking milk before bed. You um, know, or some, well, it was, yeah. it was some shit is, like that. And I bet the white people were like, we do like that. What the fuck? You know, like, <laughs> James and I just started. It's like, yeah, it's like funny and delicious. We just Helps. burst out laughing. Helps lull me to sleep. 
That's but right. In, in his like peak, his peak of assholeness, apparently Carlos Mencia would go on, would like open for someone, but he would do that person's entire set, and then bring them on stage and be like, "Good luck." Really? Yeah. Really? I know he was. I know there's a whole scandal with uh, stealing him jokes stealing and everything. Jokes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but he he used to do that too. That's crazy. Hmm. So I mean, good memory and research capabilities, but what a dick. Anyways, James, we got some high alcohol content beer linked down there, so we can look at some squirrels. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah, like Evan said, the fifty-five percent ABV beer. You can take a look at that. Um, then the NY, in, the the North Carolina stuff is down there. Uh, I have the the gerrymandering stuff. I have the original video. I mean, watch the vi- original video for context. It takes like three minutes. He for the first three or four minutes, he shows the raw footage from the from the Senate floor where they're with a they're losing the uh, majority leader's losing her fucking shit. So, I mean, watch like 30 seconds of it to get the gist and then speed through. But uh, when he starts talking about it, the guy's a YouTube commentator. When he starts talking about it, he breaks down all the stuff. And and in his show notes, in his uh, description, there's all these references. Same references I repeated here. So you can jump into, uh, just use the references here or use them from his video. But his video is good. I would watch it for the context just because it's going to break everything down really well. Um, well researched and everything's covered again in the links so yeah worth your time uh it's a sad state so sad state we're in in a sad state um <clears throat> all right anything else uh else? james i sent you guys a link uh it's the thing you were looking for uh, uh they have it on the chive and then if you look at that article like about halfway down they have a a link to the actual clip so just just so you have that there mm-hmm. oh very good thank you Mike nice cool. um, the other thing I just want to mention real quick you guys saw that uh, story about bang bros yeah no, what's the story? publicity stunt Evan What's the what's the deal? So there was like some stadium is getting renamed, and as a publicity stunt, Bang Bros like bid ten million dollars, which is like ten million dollars to have your name on the stadium is not going to cut it because you need way more money than that. But people were talking about them again. Yep. So it's the Miami Heat Arena. Yeah. Uh, uh, they want to change the name to the Bang Bros Center, aka the BBC. <laughs> it's never gonna happen. How much yeah. money do they want to put down for it? Not they'd want to ten million bid ten million. Yeah. Apparently, it was American Airlines before. Yeah, it's not gonna. It's yeah. 
They should have not said Bang Bros. Well, I guess it's a publicity song, like you said. They had no intention of it actually happening. Right. Yeah. Just too bad. They should have unironically done it. Been like, they should have just made the company the B Group and then said the BBC. <laughs> be like you know, I don't know. But like know. partnered with Pornhub or something. It's like yeah. BBC brought to you by Pornhub. Yeah. Oh jeez. Yeah. But yeah, funny story. Yeah. So anyway, Michael, get us a link to that. Will you put that in there? We'll do. All right. Cool. All right. So I guess that's it, guys. Anybody got anything else, or we're all done? All done over here. All right, cool. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. Thank you very much, guys, for listening to our show yet again. We appreciate you uh, coming in and listening. Uh, you can find us in all the usual places. Uh, did you know we have, a, we have a Discord server now? I'll bet you guys didn't know that. Uh, the link's in the... Is this a like an always open uh, invite, Evan? Yes, it's a permanent link. Okay, so yeah, you can click on this link and join Ooh, our Discord server. Stokes? <laughs> we're uh we're never there, but um <laughs> I'm there. Can, okay, Evan's there. So, and Evan can find me. So, and actually you can find me I'm in the on the side panel. So, you can actually click on my name and request to ask me of things, ask things of me. Um we're there to talk to you about all of the intimate things you want to talk about. So, uh, yeah, check us out on the Discord server. Uh, or if you have show ideas or anything, hit us up there. We're we're taking ideas because, no, we're not. But, you know, you can still message us there. Uh, Michael, how's the PodTrack survey coming? Is that still a thing? The what? The PodTrack survey. I see it here. <laughs> it's coming I'm, along. I'm sure it's still a thing, yes. Okay, so Michael's still struggling with this PodTrack survey for some reason. Look, yeah. There's, uh, nothing, there's nothing to struggle with. It's It's there. <laughs> Is there Michael is has live a deep interest in your home lives in this lightly this veiled podtrack survey and so, statistics <laughs> go right. and if you haven't done it yet please do us a favor click on the podtrack survey go to our website iopanelpodcast.com go to the site on the right hand side you'll see all the social links under social life and at the very bottom is the discord server above that it's a podtrack survey click on the podtrack survey do the podtrack survey um, so we have a Patreon, and I'm just reading from this social life thing, just to let you know what's here, guys. We have a Patreon. Give us some money. We need money to, because we're greedy. Give us money. Um, Amazon affiliate link. <laughs> we say this every week. It's going to pay off, man. We're going to get there. We're going to see that Amazon check, and I'm excited for the day it happens, man. Michael, are you ready? I was born ready. Dude, Evan? Pumped. Dude, that's we got the energy, guys. Let's use this Amazon affiliate link. Let's make it fucking happen. Okay, the rest of the links are there. Probably the most active place is Instagram and Twitter, where you'll see links from Evan. I mean, we see links from, from Michael or myself. Uh, and obviously the Facebook page, go like us there. We aren't there very often, but you'll get the shows. If you don't have the shows from any other regular place, or this is the first time you found us, and you found us on uh, iTunes or something like that, uh, then... You can go to the Facebook page, like us on Facebook, and you'll get the pop-ups every time we have a new show come out. It goes there. So give us five stars on iTunes. It helps the show out. And, uh, yeah, that's it. We appreciate you guys coming by. Thank you, and have a great rest of your week. It's always a good time for Slough Poker.